Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Blind Analysis. My name is Tommy Ray Valdez. Today, I want to get you guys ready for the Week 9 matchup between the Seattle Seahawks and the Arizona Cardinals. I also want to talk about a few of the other matchups around the NFL for Week 9. And I also want to continue talking about the MLB World Series as well. So, lots to get into today. First, I want to talk about the Battle of the Birds in the Desert between the Seattle Seahawks and the Arizona Cardinals. Round 2. Um, and looking back at this first matchup, uh, priority number one for the Seahawks defense is going to have to be to try to find a way to contain Kyler Murray. He ran for 100 yards in the Seahawks' win over the Cardinals in their first matchup. But the Seahawks defense sacked Kyler Murray five times in that game. And that was really the big turnaround for the Seahawks defense. Uh, from that game on, the Seahawks defense has really uh, turned their season around and really played well over the last four weeks. You look at the Seahawks defense, they are now fourth in the league in takeaways. Uh, so hopefully the Seahawks defense could continue to play well in this matchup, find a way to come up with some big turnovers, um, you know, um, try and force Kyler Murray uh, to stay in the pocket and um, uh, try and force him to make some mistakes. Um, but they do have a big weapon that was not in uh, this uh, first matchup. DeAndre Hopkins has really been playing well for the Arizona Cardinals over these past couple of weeks. Um, so he'll be back in this matchup um, against the Seahawks. So um, it's going to be an interesting test for the Seahawks defense to try to find a way to slow down DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting when Tariq Willen is lined up against DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I think he can pre present a really good challenge for DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, he is a corner with a lot of speed. He's a big corner. So um, I think physically he can match up well with DeAndre Hopkins. So that should be a fun matchup to keep an eye on. Um, and uh, on the offensive side of the football, hopefully the Seahawks can continue to play some really good complimentary football. Um, Kenneth Walker has really ran the football well um, since he took over for the injured Rashad Penny. Um, and hopefully that will continue. Um, Kenneth Walker, Offensive Rookie of the Month. Um, and Tariq Willen, Defensive Rookie of the Month. Uh, so both of those guys really playing well, and uh, hopefully that will continue. And hopefully Geno Smith um, can continue to play well. He has continued to lead the league in completion percentage, so hopefully he can have another big game against the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and uh, hopefully this can be another big game for Tyler Lockett, who has really played well against the Arizona Cardinals throughout his career. Hopefully DK Metcalf will play well. And uh, we'll see if Geno Smith can continue to utilize his tight ends. Um, that has really helped Geno Smith as well. Um, so, you know, this Seahawks offense uh, really looking good. Their defense uh, has really improved. So hopefully uh, they can play well in this matchup and improve to 6-3 and three on the season. So that's my thoughts on the Seahawks-Cardinals matchup. Now I'll talk about a few of the other matchups around the NFL for Week 9. A uh, big matchup between the Rams and the Buccaneers, two teams in desperate need for a win. Uh, so this should be a very interesting matchup. Two teams that have really struggled to run the football coming into this matchup, and two defenses that have really struggled to stop the run. Uh, these are the two worst defenses when it comes to stopping the run in the NFL. So something has to give here. Um, if one of these teams could figure out uh, their running game, um, whoever can figure out um, how to run the football more effectively, will most likely win this game. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford 
will have to find a way to make big plays as well. Uh, but their offensive lines have struggled to protect them lately. So um, it's going to be interesting. So two teams in desperate need for a win, like I said. So uh, that should be an interesting matchup to keep an eye on. Another matchup to keep an eye on between the Packers and the Lions. Packers in desperate need for a win in this game. Um, you know, their offense has really struggled, but they are going up against the worst defense in the NFL in the Detroit Lions. So we'll see if Aaron Rodgers can finally get that offense back on track. Um, you know, but this Detroit Lions offense is really scrappy. They they like to stay in games. Uh, Jared Goff has really been playing well, uh, despite the Lions uh, struggling uh, to come up with stops on the defensive side of the football. Their offense has kept them in games. Um, so it should be interesting. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens in that game. But the Packers are really going to have to get back to running the football if they want to win this game um, with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers just does not have the connection right now with those young wide receivers. Although um, Romeo Dobbs was able to come up with a big play last week. Aaron Rodgers ended up throwing a couple of touchdown passes in the Packers' loss to the Bills. Um, but, um, you know, they really struggled in the first half of that game. Um, so the Packers uh, in desperate need for a win. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Another game to keep an eye on, the Bills taking on the Jets. A uh, big division rival matchup. Uh, we'll see how Sauce Gardner and that really good Jets defense matches up against a very explosive Buffalo Bills offense led by Josh Allen. So uh, that should be an interesting game as well. Um, the Bills defense has really been playing well all season long. And they're going to get Tredavious White back this week uh, to help out their secondary. So a big test for a Jets offense that really doesn't look the same without Brees Hall running the football. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens, but that should be another interesting game as well. Um, the uh, Falcons-Chargers game, that should be an interesting game. Uh, we'll see who is going to be healthy in that matchup for the Chargers. They may or may not be without Keenan Allen. Uh, looks like they're going to be without Mike Williams in that game as well. So Justin Herbert is going to be missing some weapons, um, but we'll see if, if he could continue to get um, this Chargers offense going. Uh, Marcus Mariota and the Falcons have really been playing well. They are now in first place in the NFC South. Um, so we'll see if they can continue to play well in this matchup against the Chargers. That should be an interesting game. Um, the game over on uh, Monday Night Football between the Saints and the Ravens. That should be an interesting game as well. The Saints uh, right in the thick of things in the NFC South race. Um Andy Dalton really playing some good football. The Saints defense uh, shut out the Las Vegas Raiders last week. Uh, so they're playing some good football. So we'll see if that can continue as well. Um, going up against a very good Baltimore Ravens team uh, led by Lamar Jackson. Um, and the Ravens are leading the AFC North. Um, so that should be another interesting matchup. Uh, the game between uh, the Bears and the Dolphins, that should be an interesting game as well. Um, Two offenses that have really been playing well lately. Uh, Tua has this Dolphins team rolling. Um, and they also uh, made some big additions um, in the trade deadline as well. Uh, they added um, Jeff Wilson to their running game to help out Raheem Mostert. Uh, and they also added Bradley Chubb uh, to the defensive side of the football as well. So that's going to be a big addition uh, to the Miami Dolphins defense. Bradley Chubb, very good pass rusher. Um, 
coming over from the Denver Broncos in a trade. Um, and uh, the Dolphins already uh, gave him a five-year-long term contract. Um, so, um, you know, that's going to be um, a big addition to this Dolphins team as well. Um, trying to slow down uh, Justin Fields, who has really been um, playing some good football lately. I like what the Bears have been doing uh, with designed runs for Justin Fields. That has really got their offense going. So we'll see if that can continue in this matchup against the Dolphins. That should be another fun game. Um, uh, the Thursday night game between uh, the Texans and uh, the Eagles. That should be interesting. But the Eagles um, still undefeated, playing some good football. Uh, Texans, um, you know, hungry for an upset. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. They will be without Brandon Cooks in this matchup. So that's going to hurt the Texans. Uh, that's going to be a big challenge for the Texans going up against this Eagles team. Uh, but that's going to be an interesting game uh, just because, you know, with the Phillies and the Astros um, playing each other in the World Series, also in Philadelphia, um, you know, that's going to be a fun day for uh, the people of Philadelphia and the people of Houston. So, um, you know, that's going to be interesting. Um, and Sunday night football between the Chiefs and the Titans, that's going to be an interesting game as well. Uh, the Chiefs offense showing no signs of slowing down um, with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense averaging 31 points per game. The Titans offense only averaging 18 points per game, but they really have been running the football very well with Derrick Henry. Uh, so that should make for a very interesting matchup. But the Titans are going to need some more help besides Derrick Henry if they are going to want to win this game. They have to get things going in the passing game as well, um, whether it's Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis. Um, they're going to need all the help they can get to uh, put up points against uh, this Chiefs team. Um, and uh, if they could run the football well with Derrick Henry um, and try to keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline, um, you know, maybe that can increase their chances. Uh, but this Chiefs offense is very good. Um, and uh, I think the Chiefs will most likely win this game. Uh, but we'll see what happens. So lots of good matchups around the NFL for Week 9. Um, those are just a few of them. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. It should be a fun week. Um, and, um, you know, should be fun to watch. So that's my thoughts on everything around the NFL. Um, now I want to talk about um, the uh, um, the World Series uh, between the Phillies and the Astros. Um, you know, it's been really interesting throughout the first four games of this World Series. Um, you know, Game 3 and Game 4 uh, featured some really good pitching. Um, and uh, in Game 3, it was Ranger Suarez that really pitched well. Um, and uh, the Phillies really got their offense going against Lance McCullers. Uh, they really uh, swung the bats well. They hit five home runs off of Lance McCullers, so they really roughed him up. Um, big home runs by Bryce Harper. Alec Bohm, um, Brandon Marsh, Reese Hoskins, and Kyle Schwarber. And uh, the Phillies went on to win that game 7-0. Ranger Suarez pitched five scoreless innings, and uh, the Phillies' bullpen uh, took care of the Astros, and uh, the Phillies won game three 7-0. But in game four, it was the Astros that featured the really good pitching. Um, Christian Javier got the start for the Astros. Aaron Nala got the start uh, for the Phillies. Um, and uh, in this game, uh, featured some really good pitching early on. It was scoreless 
going into the fifth inning, but uh, Aaron Nola got into a bases loaded jam. Phillies decided to go to their bullpen, and it did not work out for the Phillies. Jose Alvarado took over for Aaron Nola, um, and the Astros got to him right away. Jordan Alvarez was hit by a pitch that forced in a run. Then Alex Bregman drove in a pair of runs, and uh, Yuli Gurriel also drove in a pair of runs. And the Astros went on to win that game, final score of 5 to nothing, behind really good pitching by Christian Javier. He pitched six no-hit innings, striking out nine Phillies batters, and uh, he left the game um, with a no-hitter going. Astros' bullpen took over, and uh, that no-hitter continued. And they ended up pitching a combined no-hitter. Really good pitching um, by um, uh, the Astros' bullpen. Um, and uh, Ryan Presley recorded the final three outs to record the combined no-hitter for the Astros. Uh, really good pitching uh, by uh, um, Ryan Abreu and uh, also by uh, Rafael Montero as well. Um, and the Astros, uh, they pitch a combined no-hitter. The second no-hitter in World Series history. Um, the first uh, since the perfect game back in 1956 by Don Larson. So um, it's been a long time since we've seen a no-hitter in the World Series. So um, cool moment for the Houston Astros as they win that game 5 to nothing um, behind the combined no-hitter. Um, and that also tied up um, the World Series at two games apiece. Uh, so that's going to make things really interesting going into game five. Um, good pitching matchup. Noah Syndergaard on the mound for the Phillies going up against Justin Verlander. Um, so that's going to be really interesting. How will the Phillies respond after getting no hit in their own home ballpark? Um, how will they respond against one of the best pitchers in the American League in Justin Verlander, who is most likely going to win the Cy Young Award this season? Um, and, uh, you know, how will the Phillies offense respond? And um, can the Astros offense continue uh, to swing the bats well um, and to put some pressure on the Phillies uh, um, shifting this series back to Houston. So uh, we'll see what happens here in game five. Um, whoever wins this game, you know, that's going to make things really interesting going into game six. And uh, we'll see if there will possibly be a game seven as well. So, um, you know, it's going to be a fun uh, World Series the rest of the way. Uh, really looking forward to it. Um, and it's going to be fun to watch. So that's my thoughts on everything. Just want to leave you guys with a quick thought before I go. Uh, something really interesting that my mom shared with me. Um, she showed me something really cool. It was uh, the ABCs of being a Christian. Um, and it was something that I've never heard before. Uh, but it was really interesting. Uh, letter A talks about admitting that you are a sinner. Um, and uh, really understanding that we are not perfect. Um, you know, we all make mistakes. And we are not worthy of the love that God shows for us. Uh, but God shows us his love and his grace um, and his mercy. God is just so rich in mercy and grace. Um, and he shows us that every single morning. Um, and uh, um, so, you know, um, A talks about admitting that you are a sinner um, and understanding that we are not perfect, but we are perfectly loved by our Heavenly Father. Um, B talks about uh, believing in the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, God loves us so much that he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, uh, to this earth um, to die on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins 
And three days later, God raised him from the dead so that all who believe in him will be saved. And let her see, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Um, you know, the Bible says that one day every knee will bow and one day every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Um, and uh, so those are the ABCs of being a Christian. Um, admitting that you are a sinner, uh, believing that uh, believing in the resurrection of uh, Jesus Christ um, and confessing your sins and confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord. Um, and, uh, you know, the Bible says that when we confess our sins, um, that God is faithful and just to forgive us for our sins and cleanse us uh, from our unrighteousness. So, um, you know, with that being said, I just want to encourage Anyone who has not yet accepted Jesus Christ into your heart and into your life, um, you know, admit that you are a sinner, believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, and you will be saved and you will spend eternity with Jesus and with our Heavenly Father, uh, with God, our Heavenly Father in heaven. So I just want to leave you guys with that. Thank you guys for listening. God bless you guys. Always remember that God is love, God is good all the time. Thank you guys for listening. God bless you guys. See you next time and uh, go Hawks.